Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Elder Scrolls Lorecast! Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. We've got the spooky new music for the new intro. This is year three, guys. We're starting year three. We're actually just wrapping up year two, but I was excited about all the new stuff, so I went ahead and set it up. Uh, welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. We got some spooky music because we know in ESO this year it's the Gates of Oblivion, and that's going to be some spooky, creepy stuff with, uh, you know, Daedras and things invading through portals, I'm assuming. We don't know a whole lot about it yet. But we are here with our final episode of the year it is also our last patreon chat of the year and i'm your host tom robots with my co-host lotus of doom lotus welcome how's it going hey i am well i am well hey yo and then we also have our uh, two of our patrons who were able to join us this week uh or this month um for our patron chat uh lincoln is back lincoln welcome how's it going buddy it's going good. Thank you for having me once again. And Renegade Daedra is joining us. Renegade, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. Uh, got really big into your show. Randomly uh, looking through some podcasts uh, on Spotify. I'm a UPS driver, so I was like, man, you know, I just want to listen to something that uh, music kind of gets old ever after a while when you listen to kind of the same thing. So I was looking for a change of pace, found the podcast, and instantly just dove headfirst into it went back and started listening to a bunch of old episodes listening to all the daedra episodes you did i've absolutely loved it so i'm super excited to be here well thank you Um, thank you for supporting the show and we're excited to have you i always love having new people guest every week because we get uh everybody's insights into the game and their experiences are always interesting and always different so it's always nice to have somebody new so welcome to the show and side note yeah. No, that I I just want to specifically say well with the holidays uh, shout out to you for being a UPS driver and making <laughs> any of this actually function because good lord uh, <laughs> this year had to have been intense so uh, thanks Pre- appreciate your hard work <laughs> no I appreciate that it's uh, this year has been this year has been pretty wild yeah We've I feel like you're kind of an unsung Christmas. hero of this season <laughs> yeah 2020 goes to the mail carriers <laughs> for sure <laughs> although no, they didn't that. go yeah they didn't go fully uh unappreciated I, uh this actually was uh, an idea put out by my local church where um and a lot of people did in the community including myself and my family uh-huh. uh they gave out like little gift baskets on their front porches that like have notes uh it's like oh thank you ups and oh that's you know, actually DHL a good idea that. that's awesome and then it was like then it was like gift bag full of, like gatorade and power bar or, like um yeah yeah stuff like that. Oh, that's a good idea wads of cash awesome. yeah Wads of cash. That would be cool. I'd be down with that. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Of... here's a tip cool, like for the 40,000 packages you delivered to my door this year exactly <laughs> yeah back with a dollar sign on it yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. I can dream. I can dream. Yeah. Well, I I totally I totally get the whole being driving around all the time. I, one of the jobs I had, I used to drive all over the state, uh, like 
every day out of the week in order to go do my job. And so, yeah, I, I went through the same exact thing where it was like, music's fine, but eventually you can only listen to music so much, especially yeah. if you're in the car for hours and hours and hours. You need something else to kind of keep your mind occupied. So that's also mm-hmm. how I've, I came about finding podcasts. But mm-hmm. um, welcome to the show again, and thank you everybody for listening. Welcome to our, our live chat here on twitch.tv slash robotsradio. We're doing this episode on Saturday because Thursday night happened to be, you know, one of the biggest holidays of the year, so we, <laughs> we decided to delay it a little bit. Um, but this week, we are talking about factions in Elder Scrolls Online and what our opinions of the factions are, where we stand, do we have strong feelings for one faction over another, what characters have we made, what are our main characters, you know, faction are they on, those kinds of things. And I figured we kind of start this off with a a little bit of a preface uh, about the three main factions in case people hadn't played Elder Scrolls Online but were familiar with the other Elder Scrolls games because with a little bit of description you can get a sense of what's going on here. So anybody who's not familiar with Elder Scrolls Online, it takes place in the middle of the second era. It's a good 800 years before the events of some of the other games, uh, you know, or longer uh, depending on the game you play. And at this time in history, the three main factions are the Aldmeri Dominion, the Daggerfall Covenant, and the Ebonheart Pact. And the uh, Aldmeri Dominion is basically the the groups that all belong on, say, the southwest side of the map. <laughs> They're all kind of down here. And it's basically run by the High Elves with uh, the Khajiit and the, the Wood Elves, uh, the Bosmeri, um, in line with them. And the description here on the UA- UASP article about the alliances says, A newly formed alliance led by Queen Irene that seeks to reestablish elven custodianship over Tamriel, and I think that's really interesting that they call it custodianship. Like, we're going to rule everyone out in order to help everyone out. Like, we are custodians of the land. Um, and then there's the Daggerfall Covenant, uh, which is a feudal alliance led by High King Emric that seeks to restore the Second Empire and secure trade opportunities. And this includes the, um, the Bretons, the... Um, the uh, Red Guard and who's the other one? Orcs. The Orcs. That's it. I was almost like, there's another one in there. I forget who it is. The Orcs. Yep. And then uh, the Ebonheart Pact. Uh, the description here is a militaristic alliance led by Yorin, the Scald King, united in its purpose to ensure the territorial integrity of its people. And that, of course, are the other three groups other than the um, the Imperials, which can be any. And that includes the Nords, the um, the Dark Elves, so the Dunmer, and the uh, Argonians. And so the, you can see here that they have different kind of motivations, you know, like this, uh, an alliance in order to reestablish elven custodianship over, over Tamriel, or the feudal alliance by the king, so feudal alliance to restore the second empire and secure trade opportunities. And then there's a militaristic alliance united in its purpose to ensure the territorial integrity of its people. And that also makes sense with like the Nords, the Dunmer, and the Argonians saying like, okay, get off our land. This is our land. Like all three of those groups tend to be like more isolationist like this is our stuff everyone else stay out right um so that's kind of a rough intro into this stuff and i'd love to hear some why don't we start uh renegade would you like to start do you have strong feelings for any of these factions like what do you normally align yourself with i do so um so my prefer my preferred faction 
represented by the one and only Lotus of Doom, Evan Hartpact. <laughs> um, I... So, so, so you're you, I, you're a fan started, of the get off my lawn faction. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, you shouldn't um, be on our lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, you shouldn't be on it in the first place. I shouldn't have to tell you. Sure. Um, sure. So when I, so I have only been playing ESO for like maybe three months. I'm really new to the scene still. Oh, that's I mean, my awesome. My is like three thirty five. That's awesome. Um, I love I love that we're getting somebody who's like very new to this because yeah. Yeah, Lotus and I have been playing for a long, long time, and L- L- Lincoln's yeah. been playing for what at least two years now. Lincoln, something like uh, that. About a just over a year. Oh, just over a year. Okay, so okay. yeah, so we have some very different perspective. Yeah. This is great. Okay, so what's your so, three month perspective on this? So, all right. So, I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan. Oblivion, Skyrim, those were my thing. I saw ESO come out, and I was like, I don't know how an MMORPG is going to do. I kind of left it alone. I heard some bad reviews when it released. I was like, dude, I'm just not even going to mess with it. So, my buddy and I actually had talked about doing Skyrim together, you know, to try out the mod, be able to play Mm -hmm. with each other. And it was like... You, why are we doing this the hard way? I was like, ESO is the thing. Even if the game isn't like super polished, we could still run around Tamriel together. So we both downloaded it. And man, I cannot tell you how long we sat there reading through the, the lore behind all three of them. Because I was like, dude, what if I pick the wrong one? <laughs> like, I, I, put, I put in some research. Um, but I ended up going with the Ebonheart Pact um, because so I have very strong feelings against the Aldemary Dominion. Mm-hmm. Because I of because neutral, of your Skyrim experience, because of the Thalmer, it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. Um, it's actually with Altmer themselves. I uh-huh. do not like the Altmer. I I don't do well with the God complex factor. <laughs> so having a whole race, yeah, of God complex does not sit well with me. Right. I like Queen Queen Irene. I think that she has wonderful motives, but the actual goals of the Dominion itself just do not sit well with me the fact that like they recruited the khajiit through oh you're being killed by this awful plague oh here we are with the saviors all of a sudden we've restored secunda and masser with magic now you owe us right 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 it's it doesn't sit well with me and then the daggerfall covenant i it was kind it's kind of that same factor i didn't like how the Bretons and the Red Guards had teamed up to sack Orsinium, and then all of a sudden we're like, "Hey, we just kicked your teeth in. You want to join an alliance, though?" Like, <laughs> sorry about that, dude. I, I totally just kicked your lunch all over the floor. <laughs> do you want to come sit at my table, though? You don't have lunch, but do you want to come sit at my table? That's like how the how I mean, I feel. We'll stick the, you in the front line. Just... That that'll be fine. We need people. We need we need some military <laughs> yeah. people to put right in the front. You guys would fit right in ring right, right there. How's right. that sound? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, no, the Ebonheart Pact, like, obviously, there's a lot of um, disdain. In Skyrim, you see it a lot. The Argonians and the Dark Elves to the Nords. Mm-hmm. Um, even in ESO, you see Argonians, Dark Elves uh, with the whole slavery thing. Oh, yeah. But but at the same time, too, it's cool to look at, like, when the the, the invasion from the Akaviri, the second invasion, how all three of them just set all their differences aside came together kicked the akaviri out like that that's what i think the alliance like an alliance should be about you know so being able to mutually kicking, support somebody to be able to defend butts. something that you mutually believe in right yeah <laughs> okay um <laughs> but yeah it's it's the it's the sense of camaraderie and it's it feel they've 
the Ebonheart pack felt less, for lack of a better term, douchey than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay, that was kind of what I came to in the conclusion was I just, I thought that the holding off of the Akaviri invasion was, I thought that was just top notch was so cool. All three of them, you know, the, the falling of, of East March, uh, being able to come up and just push together as, as the three races who have not always got along and mm-hmm. get past their be differences, able to team up and work together. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Set their differences aside. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what race did you go with? Um, so my, <laughs> this honestly, this is a difficult my question, race, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of hard. Uh-huh. Um, my race actually just kind of happened to fall into the Ebonheart Pact because I, for my first ever class, I actually went with a Necromancer. So in terms of thinking of something lore-wise that would work with the Necromancer, I went with the Dark Elf, which just so happens to be part of the Ebonheart Pact. So I was like, oh, hey, this works out. I get the race that I wanted for the class that I have. Uh-huh. And the alliance I like. Right, right. Um, and as long as you two, are uh, main characters. as long as you're raising the dead of other races, then they're totally cool with that. It's so, fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> my two main races are Argonian and Dark Elves. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> Lincoln Lincoln's cheering. Lincoln, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? You seem to be a fan of that. Uh yeah, unfortunately I think we might have a a, a pretty one-sided episode here, but um <laughs> that's okay. You know, I I'm if, if if you guys have heard or if you guys listened to the like the favorite uh races episode, uh I'm a bit I'm a huge fan of Argonians. Like literally, you could even my my Discord pictures of an Argonian. So um <laughs> it's that's kind of how I fell into being part of the Ebonheart Pact, but uh I mean, we'll we'll get to my like whole uh, history in the mm-hmm. future, but yeah, like my first character in Skyrim was an Argonian. My first character in ESO was an Argonian. So, so you can So this is interesting because you you seem to have come to it from uh, the racial racial perspective of I like Argonians. Argonians are part of the Ebonheart Pact, so that's the group I'm going to be. Whereas Renegade came to it from a perspective of like, what are these three factions about? I'm going to choose the faction and then, okay, now what race am I going to pick? That also lines up because I want to go with a certain kind yeah. of class. And then, mm-hmm. so you came at it from different directions, but you kind of ended up in the same rough, rough area more or less. Yeah, totally. Like even like, obviously, you know, leading the guild and doing some events, you know, occasionally people are like, Oh, does it matter what Alliance I am? You know, can I still come? And like, First of all, I, I just want to you know say that outside of PvP and ESO, uh, alliance does not matter. You right. can do quests with other alliances. Yeah. It's, it's not like World of Warcraft where you cannot associate at all with the other alliance. Right, and you can't even talk. Yeah. You know, like the Horde and right. the Alliance don't even. You can't text each other. That doesn't. You can't read the other side's language. Yeah, one Tamriel yeah, was an amazing fix for that because, eesh, back in the day when it was like that in ESO and the alliances couldn't communicate with each other ever and it was just it was a whole mess so mm-hmm. that was yeah, one of yeah. the best patches this game ever got yeah yeah it was a phenomenal like, addition for sure yeah oh yeah lincoln yeah. did you have something else well i was just going to say that like i did do a little bit of research going into it um but like you know obviously unless you have the uh i think it's called i think it's sort of just called any race any alliance pact mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it's um like unless you have that, you know, you're basically forced to be in one alliance if, because you're, if you when you choose your race, right? So, so, um, but I did do a little bit of research and I found out it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. So, 
I didn't really feel that like I was making a bad decision. And so when I chose uh, the Ebonheart Pact. So when I created my character back before the one Tamriel update, uh, which is still my main character, Arnie, Arnie is called Arnie because he's oh, this is going to be the stupidest thing I'm going to say, and I'm never going to live this stuff down. Arnie's called Ar Arnie because he's an Argonian and I chose Argonians. And this is what, like five years ago when I first five or six years ago now when I first came out uh, because I thought they looked the coolest. That was it. <laughs> it's a walking crocodile or like a walking dinosaur. Know, like that. right? that's cool. Right, right? <laughs> now I, I had played I had played Oblivion, I had played Skyrim by this point. I had characters in those games. My my main character in I don't even remember what what race my main character in Oblivion was. I don't recall. Uh, my main character in Skyrim was uh Khajiit. That was the one I stuck with when I went really stealthy. I went Khajiit, and that's the one I ended up playing through the game with. Um so when I got to Elder Scrolls Online, I was like, well, I want to be something different. And I looked through all the different. And back then, especially, I was like, these character models are not great. <laughs> they don't like the people in the elves look kind of. Eh. And I was like, the oh, the always look like they don't have any. They, the Khajiit, male Khajiits always look like they don't have any necks. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're like, you know, like next size, huge or just large, like which one? Yeah, you know? yeah, double XL or triple XL. Right, right. So I went with I went with Argonians because I was like, these guys like the I like the character model on this. Like sometimes I'm very influenced by like the aesthetics of the game, and I'm not gonna lie. In that first year playing that game, because the do you Lotus, you might remember this, the original items that you especially the clothing the original clothing you would get in the game the armor and clothing sets almost yeah. all of them looked like they were just painted on to your Correct. body they yeah, didn't actually have any shape other than they were just it was like just skins pretty much they were it just like skins in to look like clothing yeah yeah and i was just yeah. like this this looks terrible and yeah. then when they finally got um mounts all you had were cat mounts I believe there was like a big puma looking mount and something else like the first mounts in the game and uh yeah they were thinking like really really early on i mean at at the very earliest so to start you only got horses it was they horses was literally right. nothing but horses right there were there were nothing but horses and, and then, then they finally they upgraded, upgraded to what it was something else and then then right after Guar, because I actually still my mount because I'm terrible at cosmetics, as the running joke usually goes. Uh, I still have the first Guar mount that was put in the game. That's my mount. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got laser cats and robot things, and it's like, no, I have the laser original cats. Guar that you could buy for like I don't know seven hundred crowns or whatever it was. Yeah. Then right after that, they put in the Sench Tiger. Like the Tiger, a okay. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Th yeah that, that's like the that, yeah. That's as far as I remember. And I was like, so all of my options are painted on clothing and horses. Uh, Guar or Tiger, like that's it. That's that, that's all. Like, and coming from having played games like World of Warcraft, where it's like you can have a f flying dragon or ride on a dinosaur, or you know, like there's all this cool badass stuff. And I was like, these are the three things I get to choose from: is different colors of horses, a lizard thing, and some cats. That's it. Um, and, they, and they don't even fly. 
again, they don't even fly. Yeah, but now, but now it's been years, and they just keep adding more stuff. And it's like, well, if you want it, you want to ride on a Dwemer construct spider thing, go for it. If you want a, a fire yeah. horse, you got those. You know, like whatever, all of that stuff. These, you want these new Apex, these new Apex Legend crates. Oh, they yeah, look like they Lord. look like Power Rangers. They, yeah. <laughs> The high fantasy is not really super my thing, so that's why it's like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, to to digress, like the the appearance of the game was kind of a big turnoff early on for me, which you know I I don't think I understood the depth of the lore and what they were really getting to yet, and because the game was so grindy, it was very hard to progress quickly through the storylines to actually get mm-hmm. what was going on and to see you know the the depth of what they'd actually built for three factions even just in the right. main content was still considerable there was a lot of cool stuff you go through in those main original storylines but um but yeah so I I fell into the ebb and heart pact by choice of like I don't know, lack of aesthetic options, I guess you could say, which is super weird. Um, Lotus, how did you, how did you, you're Evan Hart packed, right? And so I am Evan Hart packed. Um, so I had pretty much zero experience with MMOs. Uh, and I just wanted to try this because I like the Elder Scrolls yes. and I wanted to mess around with it. So I, I actually based it on like, okay, what character do I want to be like race wise? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have like a go-to race. I jump around each game. Um, it's like, oh, well, this one, I haven't been a, you know, dark elf or I haven't been this, whatever. So I'll pick this one. And when it came to ESO, I looked at what race had benefits. Not that I'm min maxi type of thing. Cause I, I, a lot of times people will be like, why are you running that? And I'm like, because that's what I want to do. And I'm going to just do it how I want. But like, in this game, at least at the start, before the races got their overhaul, uh, not this year, the previous year, it was 2019, I uh, looked through and I was like, you know what? Nord gets a lot of damage reductions. I had zero idea what a tank DPS or healer as like a, a holy trinity even was at the time because i didn't play mmos so i was like well i hate dying in video games it drives me nuts so <laughs> i want to be really durable and this dude gets like damage reductions and stuff like that i was like i want i'm gonna be a nord so that's that's what i went with and then after i picked my race i looked up like okay so what's the deal with my faction and then i read the other factions and i was like Oh man, I picked good. I I like these guys way better. They're trying to get rid of slavery because that's been a huge issue. And it, you know, people still joke because like that's that's the big thing is that it's weird that dark elves and Dargonians are on the same side when they have such history of well yeah. being enslaved or enslaving. Um, but like it's the idea is to outlaw it in the background of the whole uh basis of the pact and the couple of groups the telvani and the uh house drez which are two of the dunmer houses that basically doubled down on slavery they're actually not even part of the ebonheart pact they're mm-hmm. it's they're they're not themselves separate exactly because they they think slavery is more important so it's like i like that i liked that whole thing because of skyrim um yeah, the high elves are supposed to be kind of like in your face, hoity-toity thing. But like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it is aggressive. Uh, after <laughs> dealing with the Thalmor and the Aldmeri Dominion, what they become in the fourth era in Skyrim, 
knowing that that's what they devolve into some fourth wall breaking stuff i was like oh hell no we're not doing anything with this group like they're my mortal enemy from the beginning because they are insufferable later in the series yeah (laughs) yeah but but there are some people who are just absolutely you know for the almeri dominion oh like, yeah what it doesn't matter what happens in skyrim <laughs> it doesn't matter that stuff doesn't matter queen iran is awesome yep. and and queen iran's fine yeah. she just needs to give up the fact that she's going to rule and just join the correct faction that's all <laughs> just, just whatever she can be a lieutenant or something i mean it's all good we're all encompassing you just don't don't be tricking the khajiit and oppressing the bosmer it's fine you can all ju- I'm fine with an Ebonheart pack that allows everybody to join us and just ditch those loser factions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do like the nuance of it, though. The, the, this idea that, like, it's not just everybody who's on this side of the map or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. And, and to be fair, like, yeah. the cool thing about it is every faction, just like pretty much everything in this game, none of the factions are just clear cut. We are the good guys. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody has their flaws. Everybody has their flaws. Everybody has their bonuses. Like, and and the thing that's kind of neat about it is that the way the factions are diversified, it's almost like each one of them gets one group that is getting oppressed by the other groups, uh-huh. and they have to kind of like, okay, we've got to stop beating the crap out of each other for a while and actually cooperate here. And I mean, you've got the orcs from Orsinium. Yep. You've got the Khajiit and actually the Bosmer. I mean, it's just kind of a lot of oppression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, but but at the same time, and then you've got the Argonians who have been, you know, dealing with slavery. So it's like I mean, anybody, side, anybody who's, who signs up to hang out with the, the high elves. Are, are they're going to yeah, be you know, like the lesser of the side of the equation right you know like and and that's just it it's like even within the factions it's just like okay what pillars of what they're trying to do are the ones you're okay with like and which ones do you tend to like more and that's kind of seems to be what people go with unless of course you're just like a super min maxer and everybody's like magica currently performs the best on dps so i need to be a high elf because the game says so so i'm Aldmeri dominion and i'm like why there's so many ad people in all my trials guilds but and then that's when you buy the any race any alliance and you make a high elf that's in the ebonheart pack exactly and that's why i say everybody is welcome (laughs) (laughs) so um so lincoln we kind of introduced your your perspective on this did you what are your thoughts on the ebonheart pact i know you had more stuff you wanted to talk about well, um, as I'm not really big into PvP at all in this game, I, I really like. Yes, I'm for the Ebonheart Pact, but I'm not like from the know, PvP like perspective. Yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. using um, it in in practice necessarily, right? Like, I'm right. not against making a Khajiit or making an orc, you know. Right. Um, so, I mean, seven out of the nine, or sorry, five out of the seven characters I have are Argonians, but. Um, a green argonian a blue argonian a brown argonian yes yes Yes. university um (laughs) one's a healer one's a match dps one's a stamplar um that's fine but uh but yeah i mean as i've gone on or as i've played more and more of this game and gotten more and more engaged into the lore and whatnot and just understood it more um you know, looking into it, uh, Ebon Harpag, I honestly think was the right choice for me more than just, you know, being attached to the Argonians. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
again, it's it's just really interesting to see this whole situation because like you pick one thing, but then the other two factions will be like, oh, but did you know the Ebonheart Pact does this? And uh, you yeah. know, right? And, so, and that's it it's is like they politics there. It's yeah. like it's like exactly. Well, yeah, yeah but that guy did this go. terrible thing, and it's like, well, I'm not talking about that guy right now. Right, I'm talking, I'm about, you. talking about you. <laughs> yeah. I like these things. I don't care what you don't like. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. so I, I, because we have kind of a, a four of all four of us pro uh, Evan Hart packed here, I want to get some opinions on some things. So first of all, leadership, how do you feel about Yorin, the Scald King being the leader of the Evan Hart pact? Do you have any opinions about this? Because we come in, we come across him in some of the quest lines. We also come across him again in the the Greymore stuff that happened this last year. If you played through any of that that content, do you have any feelings about him? Have you actually come across him in the game? So, um, one of the things that I I like about him is uh, he's definitely. <laughs> Probably the strangest of the three leaders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't actually want to be a leader. Although it he just by default is kind of good at it and people support him. So one of the things that some people seem like they use against that, it's like, well, he's a weak leader, blah, blah, blah. I like the fact that he's not going to be super ambitious. The idea is to do what the Ebonheart Pact is aiming for, which is just unite and, you know, everybody do your own thing. Stop messing with us. Stop messing with each other. Right. Like, just unite. We'll have a nice even rule here. We'll get rid of uh, the whole slavery thing. They've got their little tenants that they're going for. But when the leader of your faction isn't ambitious, that makes me think that you're going to end up having just more of a it's the focus of the group that's the the direction rather than how can i get ahead to further my own needs and i really like that where some people kind of look at that as like well he you know he's not necessarily a king or whatever it's like no nah, that's that's the way to go because he's not going to be having all these nefarious side effects if it's like he he probably would just give up power once they're done it's like oh right. okay the war is right. over we're done okay well then i'm out like you do you like yeah it's not about his own again type yeah it's not about his own agenda yeah. it's not about his ego it's not about any of that it's just yeah. well i'm here to do my thing but i want everyone else to do their thing and when, when we accomplish right. it i'm done do you, do you get the sense that he's constantly drunk because <laughs> there's I, something about I mean, his voice actor he is, a, he is a nord you're right i i assume he is i mean <laughs> he is a nord i mean yeah i mean i just assume that's like <laughs> part of the deal right no? right and i can't quite tell if it's the accent if it's the i'm a you know nord la 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 thing going on or if it's the or yeah. if it's more of a i've been drinking all day what's going on everybody and that, so, that just morphed into the most I, terrible accent but actually <laughs> i like the voice actor i forget his name um off the top of my head but i actually really like the voice actor but the the thing is the way he does the accent and, and yeah. i think you're the way you're putting it is he sounds like drunk it sounds like he's talking with something in his cheeks like he has like right padding like oh i i put cotton and so it's very like 
cheeky when he talks yeah <laughs> and it comes across as drunk i it's think it's very unique it's a very it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't a, sound like the other nords he sounds no. distinct from them and, and he doesn't yell he's pretty the weight quiet. of the beard <laughs> it's it's almost like he's just relax there's some re- there's almost this relaxation thing going on mm-hmm. like he's just a little bit he, more relaxed he's pretty zen for being a leader yeah <laughs> Yeah, Queen Irene is very serious. You know, we have to do this and we have to do this, yes. right? And Emmerich so is Emmerich. Yeah, Emmerich, Lord, Emmerich yeah. is always worried about what's going on. You know, like there's like this we have to do the thing going, right? And, and very then, condescending. And very condescending. And and Yorin, Yorin is like, oh, what's whatever. We're just to go yes. do the thing. And why are you back here talking at me? You know, yeah. and it's like, hi, Yorin. What's up, buddy? <laughs> you know, as a personal reason, I identify more with uh, Emric just because I feel like that's how I'd sort of lead is the whole like, you know, being worried about everything all the time. Because if I was in a position of power, especially like royal power, oh, yeah. I'd be like, you know, there's this, there's this like, you know, history of rulers behind me and all that, you know, people are going to remember me for the, you know, the rest of history. So, like, and I'd people are gunning for you because you're on the top of the totem pole. Yeah, like right. totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like the Skull King and just be all relaxed. I'd be, you know, not paranoid necessarily, but like I'd always <laughs> be wanting to like, you know, be protective of my legacy, I guess, so to say. I don't know if that's egotistical or not, but, um, <laughs> you know. No, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's very like, serious. You would be very serious and you would take everything very seriously. And, and yeah, whereas Yorin comes across like, like he's constantly in a, in the middle of a meat hall, joking with his buddies yeah. when you walk up and talk to him, and he's like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And it's like, "Dude, sorry to interrupt your your dinner with your buddies. That's ah, no problem." <laughs> you know? Well, the only I, it's it's funny because I did want to double check this because this is always one of the things that's like I have, and it's it's super like okay, this is not in the well. I mean, it is in the game, but it's not intended to be. Are there a previous discussion of other games we played with like Call of Duty and stuff? You're in the Scald King is the replacer from the Call of Duty ads. And like, I hmm. really have a tough time distinguishing that's not just him about to pull out like an MP5 sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that's all I hear is that dude voice acting. And I'm like, oh man, like that is like really hard to like separate myself from. And I just can't do it all the time. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, so how are we? How are we in terms of of Markarth? If I talk about Yorin through Markarth and Western Skyrim, is that is that spoilers? Is that not allowed? Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked through the story <laughs> stuff for that yet. Yeah, okay. I um, guess, yeah. I guess since it's the most recent one, because I actually know recent. some of what you're talking about as yeah. I'm just about to finish okay. Markarth storyline. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, aside from that, I, I have another thought on him. Then, um, I can. As as like laid back as he may be, I can appreciate kind of how he came into power. Because if you know his backstory, right, his yeah. he has a twin brother who absolutely destroyed the Akaviri very, you know, go, 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 war, 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 punch mm-hmm. everything that moves. <laughs> um, you know, and I can appreciate him as maybe not for his leadership skills, but like as his, his reasons behind getting into a position of power was a, like, this is what my people need because had his brother taken the throne, right. That would have been very, I'm based off my speculation, my opinion, it would have been very much more of a, 
you know, Warforged scenario where it's, you know, all right, let's start militarizing. Let's be ready to, in the event that anybody looks at us wrong, we can turn and just gone. Like, yeah, right. Can we conquer next? Right. Which, yeah, which exactly. we know the Nords can do that. They can flip to that side of very easily. You know, like Yzgamore like, in the 500. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. Nord personality is, is this balance between like, Oh, they looked at us. Yeah, they looked at us wrong. We will cut them down and and take their land. Or yeah, let's just drink our meat and get along. You know, like it's yeah, like they kind of wobble between those two extremes, uh, depending on Mm -hmm. the personalities and of the people in the land. But yeah, like it could very well go towards that other nationalistic side of like you don't mess with us, we'll Mm -hmm. take, we'll you know, we'll destroy you. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. One one wrong thing can flip that seesaw in the other direction. Right. right. Yeah. With 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 how he kept his brother from pushing the Nords in that direction, I think his I, I can I can support him more as a leader because of what he wanted to do in terms of the greater good for his people mm-hmm. versus oh, I don't want to be king, I'll just let my brother do it. It was now nah, if we do this, this could potentially be awful for us as the Nords of Windhelm. I should probably step in and say right. something so yeah i, I think so all i can of that appreciate is, that aspect of him yeah that's that's very interesting and side note here uh lotus i haven't done episodes specifically on the leaders of the different factions and some of the oh, we should character episodes that, um, this is something i've done with fallout are, are these very character focused episodes getting like basically putting ourselves in explaining some of the background so let me back up a little bit if you're listening to this episode and you don't know much about Yorn's background and history. Um, we'll get into it in the future. We'll make this one of the things that we tackle yeah. beginning this year. I think we should tackle the three leaders. <laughs> yeah, let's tackle the three leaders. And um, but let's let's also get into the perspective of like their perspective on the world, actually being in their shoes, the decisions they've had to make. Because as we know, with any good story, leaders don't have easy decisions. It's always a rock and a hard place. There's always some sort of justification for the terrible things that they have to do because often they don't have. Like the other choice is worse, you know, so uh, we'll we'll get into that. We'll investigate this. This is one of the things that I really enjoy digging into our character. So I'm glad you brought that up because that really um, rekindled that idea in my mind of we should really dig into Bjorn and and the rest of the leaders and some of the other key characters throughout throughout uh, Elder Scrolls Online, because there are some really cool characters to dig into. Um, So thanks for that. Um, Any other thoughts on. um, on the Nords kind of being in charge of the Ebonheart Pact and, and you know, from the perspective of somebody who plays a Dunmer or somebody who plays a um, Argonian, is that, does that feel okay? Or do you feel like maybe it would be better if somebody on your, you know, your actual side of the, the group was more in charge? I mean, if, if you don't mind, Mary, I'm going to take this first. Um, so personally i actually don't really mind because in my opinion just overall the nords just embody more like manliness so to say uh you know just being more you know aggressive like i don't know how to put it but like like stand your ground yeah confident again the the whole like like you were saying earlier, stay off my lawn, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, but, and I also, I feel, especially with the Argonians, that as much as I love them, if, if an Argonian was king, nobody would probably have the half the people in the world wouldn't even recognize it. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the, true. the, the, 
that I know what you mean because you've got the whole uh, yeah. <clears throat> any of the oppressed races, so to speak, are immediately going to have to deal with that along with trying to even get people who are on their side to cooperate with them, let right. alone being known as kind of almost like a leader race and trying to get people to cooperate. That's that's an extra hurdle that they would need to deal with when you got the whole racism card flying at you as well. Yeah. A lack of international yeah. respect. Which, like, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that like, you know, maybe people wouldn't want to do trade with them or whatnot, you know, just going into the whole logistical part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Nords, the Nords thing, are a known I, entity, I you know, like the other, the other groups on the continent are going to go, Oh yeah, well, okay. The Nord, the Nords are, we don't want to mess with them. We'll take them seriously. Whereas, you know, Argonians, eh. Um, I also think the Dunmer tend to be more isolationist and secretive. And yeah, they're less... very concerned about themselves and not much else. Like they don't right. seem to want more than Morrowind and to go where like they only go south in order to get like slaves. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Otherwise it's just like everybody leave us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta think from the Dunmer perspective, in the event that a Dunmer were to lead the Ebonheart Pact, that's gonna spark so much more civil tension between the houses because then For who's sure. gonna House Redoran, House Drez, House Halalu, who's gonna who's gonna do it? Right. Who's gonna be able They're to represent all of the houses? Themselves too, the right. point. Yeah, the is it the tribunal? Like does the tribunal right. end up in charge of the Ebonheart Pact? How does that even work out? Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> I'm a dumber character, but yikes. Vivek yeah. and um, um yeah, Sothasil and Amalexia, like do the three of them have to make decisions about everything the Ebonheart Pact does? Right. Oof. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office. Or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows... Use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. Following is a public service announcement from the starter set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set Podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm -hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for Prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? 
Yeah, without the going other... super deep, amalexia is not exactly what I'd call super stable. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sothisil would take like centuries to make a decision because oh, he yeah. would contemplate yeah, everything. Yeah. And Vivek would sit there po- waxing poetic and then all of a sudden go to war. And you'd be like, yeah, what is <laughs> what's going on? I think in yellow commands in poetry, no one would understand them and they get overrun. <laughs> right. right. Um, to go off of one of the other points that Lincoln had said where I... Um, it, let's say an Argonian were to lead the pact. You have a right. They're going to be lesser known compared to the Nords. Um, I think the re- the religion goes behind a lot of that too. The religion right with the Nords, the eight divines, in mm-hmm. the terms of ESO. Right. Um, the eight divines is a very commonly known mm-hmm. practice throughout the entirety of Tamriel. Whereas an Argonian is going to be talking about the hists and <laughs> right. they're you know like that's it's such a culture shock and because right. i mean even with the dunmer the dunmer too with the tribunal they the those are their living gods and the yeah right and the anticipation right right too the anticipation the fact that the anticipations are all three daedra people are going to look at that and be like uh no yeah 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 I could, was, I could see some major and, issues and it with works that. for yeah and it works for like the dominion too right with the khajiit um the main right is yep. the singular head of the Khajiit. So is the main if the Khajiit were to lead, would the main then also lead the Khajiit and the Dominion? Or would it just lead the Khajiit and then pick somebody to lead the Khajiit in the Dominion? It's mm-hmm. like the religion is such a weird I think the religion culture shock would be one of the things that would also heavily separate what race kind of leads their individual faction, I guess. And it and it makes sense that it's the oppressed because like the um orcs with the trinamac and malakath, uh, malakath yeah they can't even agree on who their actual god is the, the <laughs> god of war the god of revenge or the daedra <laughs> of spite and revenge it's yeah the the that I, tension I, would I got pooped be out daedra much, I think. right yes yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah, I think you're right. What's, what occurs to me is that these are probably conversations that the, the design team was having like nine years ago. <laughs> that we we have just kind of relived a lot of this like, well, if this was to be, it has to be this group and it has to be maybe somebody from here in order for it to make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is, it's really cool to dig into this stuff because it, it does seem to, it is a tenuous situation for each of these groups, but it does seem to only really work in one way and i and this this plays on something i find very interesting about writing fiction um and it's something that i i enjoy about um if you actually read the uh song of ice and fire books um uh george r R. martin is very very good at uh, putting you into a situation a character into a situation and going into it, you're like, oh my gosh, how are they going to get through this? What's going to happen? And then when you get through the situation, you look back on it and you go, no, that was the only possible way things could have gone, knowing this personality and this personality and these events and how all of those things collided. That's the like that is the actual thing that would have occurred because there was, you know, based on these personalities and the way the world is built, there really is only one logical outcome. That was it. Um, right. He convinces you that like it, it's it's not like, oh, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, Deus Ex uh, uh, Machina shows up and saves everybody like that never happens. It's always like that character was never going to live through that situation. They had to die that there was no other way through that. You know, like it, it's not not the best example of the what I'm trying to say, but 
uh, for, I, I for something mean, like though. this, it yeah. does seem to be the case that if you were going to have three factions come together and vie for power over Tamriel and you're going to combine these groups and these groups and these groups, that it really has to be set up in a way where like, OK, the Nords would have had to be the leaders and, you know, the High Elves would have had to be the leaders of this group. You know, like it just kind of seems to play out that way based on the way the world is. Um, mm-hmm. It's very logical. I think the only, in terms of the three, I think the only one where kind of I could see the 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 change, the shift, is the Daggerfall Covenant. Because this is a war based off of, you know, taking control of, of Cyrodiil, of the, of the throne. Um, the Bretons were, are known for trade and commerce. That is, that's their whole shtick. Whereas the Red Guards... They're they come from Yokuda. They descended from the Yokudans, which were masters of the sword. Like yeah. that's the only one that I feel would like viably make sense is if the Red Guards were to lead the Daggerfall Company or Daggerfall Covenant. Company, Daggerfall Covenant. <laughs> it would just in that case um, it would be called the Daggerfall Company because it would all just be warlike. Exactly because right. it's the old military. <laughs> it's all military. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's the only one that I could see like logically make yeah. sense to switch the leadership from one race one race to another yeah yeah, yeah the, the, the two potential leadership races type mm-hmm. of thing just like already pre-established so either of them could kind of right they get away with it and it's just yeah you've got the um the, the bretons obviously with um king emmerich because you know the majority of emperors and and stuff like that have been run by that very commerce based because i mean an empire doesn't work if you can't fund it yeah. <laughs> and since that's their claim to fame they excel at politics and commerce and stuff so it's like they're almost like natural leaders for that mm-hmm. whereas yeah it, it's just almost like the the red guards are so good they can just like kind of deem it force worthy it's like well who's gonna fight us over it <laughs> <laughs> right you're right well just it does make sense for them. the red guards to be kind of the, the foot soldiers <laughs> well just sourcing <laughs> at them <laughs> oh man and it's it is really cool to think through all of this um <sighs> there's I have so many different thoughts that my brain just keeps on going different places. I wish we had somebody else from uh, another <laughs> faction to kind of counter argue some of this stuff um I'm- I can't believe that all four of us conveniently just all support that. But I was like, huh, yeah. well, that's, I mean, that's correct. But well, no, man, that's just, it's, it's here's a question for you, but to argue with, here's, I know, here's a so question for you. And maybe with people over it, <laughs> maybe this will set up some debate. If you had to pick a second group to support, if Eben Hartpack oh, cannot coming, yeah. win, Daggerfall coming. you go Daggerfall? Daggerfall Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all anti-High Elf. <laughs> Anti-Dominion. It's just, yeah. it, it, it's, mine is so ingrained in like the fourth wall breaking. I know what allowing the um, Almiri Dominion existence will become it's so like i can't separate that when it's like well yes okay it's it's a different dominion of the time but it's like yeah but if these ones didn't exist we might not end up with this dumpster fire later on in the fourth (laughs) era so it's just like this is just the beginnings of that and and they again we had mentioned each of the factions kind of has their pros and their cons to them the dominion it's just like they are 
with with rare exceptions like Queen A. Ren, they are a rough group where it's like this is blatantly one race who has basically either tricked or forced two other groups to work with them through one means or another. And it's like, okay, this is very aggressively meant like they are not considered equals outside of like Queen A. Ren and some other people. Mm-hmm. And then you even have without, I mean, this is back to base game, but it's like the fact that she is understanding has assassins from her own group trying to kill her because she's too understanding right? <laughs> and is yeah. treating the other races like equals. And it's like, well, that's wildly unacceptable. So we need to have the veiled, evidence it's like good lord it's like you guys can't oh, even skip that in your own family like woof <laughs> yeah it's the it's the covenant for me genuinely because of the high elves it's i like i said i can't i can't do god complexes so like <clears throat> looking back at like the the altmer's reason for banning talos from the nine divines right you're a man. You you were created by the Aedra. We descended from them. You were created. You should not be able to go above me and become a divine. That's that's where I belong, not you. Like mm-hmm. I just there's so much like there are some very nice Altmer out there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there are some very nice ones that you come across, but just it, as as a whole, as a as a race, they are just really obnoxious and I I can't and I just can't get over that. I mean, there's a, I remember there's a delve, um, in, um, Somerset Isles. Uh, there's a, a delve where you have to help a, an Altmer man who has chased down his wife to be because she ran away from him because she didn't want to marry him. But he talks to you. He is sitting there injured and you walk up and you're like, hey, can I help you? And he looks up at you and he goes, you're an outsider. And he starts explaining Altmer marriage and goes, but you wouldn't understand it. It's far too sophisticated for you. And I'm like, dude, you are literally, I could look at you and I could slap you upside the face and you would die. (laughs) And I'm trying to offer myself to help you. And you're just sitting here being condescending to me. Now I just don't want to help you. You can can go run in there with a bunch of werewolves and you can die trying to get your wife. That's fine. I don't care anymore. Right, right. Yeah, they, they just can't help it. They just they just can't help it. I remember when the Somerset oh, expansion came rough. out and you, you traveled Somerset for the first time and you're like, wow, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This place is amazing. And then you walk <laughs> through the city and you hear just the most despicable conversations about the foreigners and all like and you're just like, oh, man, this is beautiful. But these people are ugly inside. This is this is rough. Yeah, it's it's a rough culture it is it is really rough it's like it's like going out to the bar and meeting somebody who's like really like physically looks attractive and you're like mm-hmm. hey let me buy you a drink and then they start talking down to you because they make more money than you and then their personality just goes from a <laughs> they go from a 10 to like a two and you're just like okay i'm just yeah. gonna i'm gonna go the other way now yeah it doesn't matter how good the outside looks the inside is just terrible yeah 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 i think that's i think that's kind of where we all we're all kind of ended up um I'd love I would love to hear some people's uh, opinions if they have counter opinions about any of this stuff. If you guys, you know, have any thoughts on this, send us a tweet, jump on the discord, send us some notes, yell at us, yell at us and say, oh, but you didn't think about this thing. And then, you know, point your finger at somebody else. That's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd sure, love to hear your thoughts. Angry on yellow that. emails. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Bob has some uh, pretty good things to say about DC. So, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe hey, maybe Bob. Vera- can 
They're a great silver medal. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're hey, just you're just poking him with a stick. Favorite color. Blue's, blue's my favorite color. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you're just poking him with a stick. Yeah, they're now, a good second place. Now, if, there were, if there was an Look, orange there, faction. Yeah, well, that's fine. You just got to be uh, one of the fire drakes in, in the battlegrounds arena. You get to be the orange faction. There you go. <laughs> Which, there you go. to anybody who doesn't know or play PvP, one of the... Uh, this is super inside... Well, not baseball, but inside ESO, I guess. The thing that I love about that is no matter which side you fight for, uh, if if you do play PvP, and because it's a competitive environment, everybody blames everybody else. Oh, that side's super zergy. Oh, this side does this. It's always, you know, for, from my perspective, it's always, oh, well, it's Almiri Dominion and Daggerfall Covenant teaming up, so it's both of them versus us, and of course they took that keep because they had twice as many people, which is not really the case. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, it definitely does happen plenty, but it's it happens in all directions type of thing. We'll team up with somebody to like wipe that, and then we'll wipe them, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I loved was when Battlegrounds was introduced, the color scheme teams were like well since you guys are all grouping up against each other all the time here's the team purple team green and team orange because you're always every side sees it as the other two sides are oh it's the green team oh it's the purple team oh it's it's the orange team so they just made those the colors for the actual battleground arena and i was like that is so clever (laughs) like that's that is really great because it just plays on that long-standing thing in pvp that everybody complains about that's really funny that's i, I didn't re- i didn't know that but it makes sense that's yeah. that's cool that's cool stuff well i think we're we're at the end of the show we've had a very interesting uh pro ebonheart packed discussion <laughs> uh so again if you have any other thoughts on this i'd, I'd love to hear them um guys is there anything you want to talk about or call out or or tell people how to reach you before we head out why don't we go back to lincoln first lincoln you got anything else cool going on you want to you want to share you you've been running some guild events lately yeah i was i was going to mention that uh so yeah if you play on pcna every single tuesday night at roughly uh nine or sorry eight or nine eastern uh we've been changing it up it usually starts at eight, eight eastern uh we've been doing guild events anything from fishing uh to doing uh dungeon runs anything in between uh me and a couple other regulars have been coming almost every single week uh we'd love to have you any any alliance is welcome any uh any race any level if you if you're if you're a level three we will take you so just come and uh come and have some fun playing eso yeah come join us um you guys have have been having a lot of fun i still haven't been able to make one of those events um but I'm going to do my best to get in there again. I created a new <laughs> character who I call the man baby, who I'm going to put up on screen as we talk. But um, I have to share this with you because I think he looks ridiculous. Um, and I'm also planning on. Yeah, I saw it in the discord <laughs> in the discord group. I'm also planning on doing some more of the uh, episodes like the Sir Robots uh, game ep- in between regular episodes episodes uh, soon. So um, hopefully those will be coming as well. So thank you for reminding me of all that stuff. Um, Renegade, you have anything cool going on? Anything you want to share or ways people can get a hold of you? Um, so with, we had talked before the show, me being involved with esports. um, I used to be a Twitch streamer and with 2021, having listened to the crazy busy life that you live, uh, while <laughs> being able to put out these podcasts, I have been inspired to try and make time to try and get back into streaming. Um, nice. I'm a 
Twitch affiliate. So I was like, you know, I, I, I worked hard to get here and it's kind of just sat in accumulated dust. So um, with 2021 coming around, I'm going to be trying to get back into streaming. Um, that'll be kind of the, kind of the, the biggest thing with 2021 is just trying to make, make, make one, one uh, day a week to be mm-hmm. trying to get back out there. Uh, one right. of the first things I'll be streaming is my foray into ESO on PC because I've been a console player this whole time. So I'm going to, I have the game due to the Christmas sale. So I'll be streaming that trying to uh, see kind of the, the differences between P- PC and console. So that'll be fun. Um, in terms of reaching me, sure. Discord's going to be the easy. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um <laughs> Uh, in terms of uh, reaching me, Discord's definitely the easiest. I've got it on uh, my PC and my phone, so I'm pretty much always available um, in the Discord uh, for anybody who wants to reach out. Very cool, very very cool. And we can shout out your uh, your channel name. What's your channel name on here? On oh, Twitch. Uh, so here, I'll, I'll I'll type it into the patron chat real quick. Um, just you, can just, you can just type it into uh, Twitch chat. Uh, you just put it in there. Put a link in there, and um, go go drop him a follow. Go check out ESO. See how uh, PC goes for him. Um, very cool stuff. Well, good luck with all of that. So, have you played on Thank PC? So, have you played on PC yet? I've made a character, and he has sat and waited for a stream. Perfect. So he's super oh, okay. It's like he's so very ready. fresh. So ready. Well, that's just the PC. Keep in mind. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. 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 Does so he, you got uh, experience, but yeah, the PC one is super. I mean, I, I know, right, right, go when you get a chance. right. Does he look anything like the, yeah, no, the man baby? It. I'm putting him up on screen right here. <laughs> this is the oh man baby. Gosh. There I we think, go. Oh, that's think, the wrong. I think Oops. I might have to run around with him name. at some point. <laughs> well, there's the channel. You should do the uh, the polar plunge with him. The little event that's going on right now, the polar oh, yeah. plunge or whatever. Yeah, the polar you, plunge. You get yeah. that achievement where you take off all your clothes, you jump into the cold water, you get an achievement for doing that. Yeah, I was. Yep. I, I made him last night, and then I uh, ran around and chased some of the people who are like spawning in the new area for like the Skyrim new spawn people area, mm-hmm. and I was just chasing them around with no clothes on. <laughs> he has the biggest belly you can create. He has the smallest shoulders. Um, <laughs> Amazing. He has the most bulbous head with like big eyes, but he's got this expression, as you can see in the picture, of just like, just like, oh, <laughs> like what, what's going on? <laughs> he just looks like he's like overwhelmed by the world, and he's as tall as he can possibly be. He's like the biggest baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. Overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed by the by world. The world. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, uh, maybe I'll have to stream him at some time. I, I don't know if I can stream him and do the Adventures of Sir Robots. And make that work because it would be the adventures of man baby and that would just be weird i don't know how to do that yet <laughs> perfect <laughs> but uh maybe we'll we'll get creative with some streams in the future uh lotus what do you have going on um i mean as always you you can pretty much find me at lotus Vidum on twitter or twitch um i'm on discord as well uh, i've got we're on our kind of holiday little hype two weeks we'll be back uh well this will be the second week with tales of tamriel we'll be back uh next week to record uh so we'll be joining you guys again we had lots of speculation on the new coming season for elder scrolls online and um tomorrow so this will only be relevant to anybody who's happened to hang out with us live tonight um but tomorrow at 3 p.m eastern uh is my final 
extra life incentive that you all helped crush uh, where when we raised, I don't even remember what goal it was because you, everybody helped destroy a lot of our, our <laughs> charity goals. Uh, but my final goal is tomorrow at 3 p.m. on my Twitch channel, I will be running a 5K while doing Vet Dungeons in ESO. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. So... I don't know how that's gonna go. Do you have a but, treadmill uh, set up? Do you have it all? Oh yeah, no, I got it's 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 good to go. We got a sketchy ass setup going where I've got <laughs> a table so that I can play <laughs> with the ability to see from the the treadmill. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I can do a five k or whatever, but. At the same time, I'm trying to do vet dungeons, it's, and I'm doing it on PC. How far away so, is the screen that you're looking at? Is it like a TV in the distance, foot. or it, is it like it's, it's like a foot? I, I okay. get it basically so, where like right <laughs> past in front of me. Okay. So. For, so so as somebody who uh, regularly walks on a treadmill while playing games while streaming, which is trying yeah. to do three things, it's like juggling, right? Trying to talk to people <laughs> while playing a game and also not fall off the treadmill. Uh-huh. Like it's very hard to do. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, can, I got pillows. I can guarantee I'm going to fall. I can get up uh, to like be there for that. maybe two, two and a half <laughs> miles per hour. You know, like I can get right up to the point where you really start to almost have to jog. Um, yeah. Because what, there's coordination that's involved, but mostly because your head starts to bob like this. Right. And so even with a controller, yeah, you yeah. can't do it with a mouse because your arm moves too much. But with a controller, you're fine. Right. Because you can move your thumbs yeah. without moving your arms. Right. But once your head right, starts right, right. doing this, everything on the screen just shakes and it becomes very, yeah. very difficult to pay attention to what so, you're doing. Yeah, that's just it. Like, so I'm on I'm using my PC account, which I was another incentive from Extra Life was I said I would make a PC account. So (laughs) I am CP 163. I literally power leveled so that I could get max level gear and do vet dungeons with people and stop playing on PC. So I am I am not, you know, thousands of hours in like i am on on ps4 so my character is not geared i'm like part geared and we're just going to do random vet dungeons until i finish the 5k and i'm just going to do it as fast as i can um I, I don't really have a speed other people want to have it if they donate to extra life i have to increase the incline every time which is just sounds oh god brutal i don't know if oh, I god. Feel like i can yeah i don't know oh, no. how much i can so i I did do a 5K just to make sure because I haven't run one this year. Usually I do an actual obstacle course for one. Uh And I did a 5K in exactly 30 minutes. So I'm giving myself an hour and a half to do a stream because I figure trying to do dungeons and not fall over and I'm not going to be able to go at the same speed I normally would. That seems like a respectable amount of time, and I'm hoping to maybe get through like three dungeons at best. But uh, <laughs> good luck, man. That's, yeah, we'll see how be, that goes. But whatever, it's amazing. for a good cause. What time yep, is this? When are you streaming it? 3 p.m. tomorrow. 3 p.m. tomorrow. Um, and yep, 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern on nice. uh, yeah Twitch.tv Lotus of Doom. Right. So. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'll I'll be doing my best. Whatever. Nobody donated to the charity drive to watch us succeed. All of our incentives were to make us fail at things or do things we don't like. Of course, so, of course. Whatever. It's for the kids. For the kids. Failure for the kids. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome yep. stuff. Um. Yeah. Okay. That sounds amazing. Go watch that because 
That's awesome. Are you gonna? You're still gonna be able to contribute, right? Like you can still contribute more. So like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's still the the charity fundraiser yeah. is still open. So like right. yeah, it, you it can have like to a great cause. I mean. Yeah, as as a viewer, yeah, you we'll can say well like I every time you fall down, I'll contribute another ten bucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think I just heard. I think I just heard. Um, a certain amount of donations tomorrow means the second stream where he gets 300 and does vet DLC dungeons oh, too. That's what I heard. That, hmm. That's what I'm waiting to pull like, Oh cool. So here's stone garden. It's like, great. That's what I want to do with my uh, cool. Did I say three dungeons? I meant I'll get to the third boss. Okay, the third boss. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have I to, appreciate I'm it. I'm going to have to pop yeah. in. I, I'm sure you'll have a lot of people watching. Um, well, uh, do I have anything else going on? I don't think I have any. Uh, we've got new stuff for the new year. Uh, I just I guess the thing that's really going on right now is thank you so much for everybody who watches and listens and all of the patrons, everybody who supports the show, and even people just who just listen to it regularly. Um, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this every week. And this show started, um, I mean, technically it started in February, uh, almost two years ago. And we're going into a new year. This will be, well, I'm just calling it year three, starting, you know, this week, I guess. And, it, you know, thanks for being here, because this is, this is awesome. This community is awesome. It's been so wonderful having people to talk about awesome things that I love with. Um, and if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. So thank you everybody for being here. Uh, this coming year, we'll, we'll start talking about some of the new characters. Um, if there are other topics that we haven't covered yet that you would be interested in, in us covering, please let us know. Uh, we love to get feedback from people. Um, do realize if it's super, super niche, like, hey, I noticed that there was this one little thing that <laughs> plays into this weird little quest line with this one person in this weird corner of the world in Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. Like, uh, like some of that, some of the requests are like, dude, I, that's like, there's no, the reason why you can't find information on that is because there's no information on that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, more that does happen more than you'd think, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People have wanted me to do a couple things from playing through Arena, where they're like, "Oh my god, what's you know, what's this Brotherhood or whatever?" I was like, "There are seven lines of dialogues, and you just read all of them." Yeah, That's, yeah. That like, guy's description. That was all there is right. in the series. You never hear from this again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get I'll get letters that say things like, "Hey, I've looked into this, but I can't find any more more information about this. Can you do an episode about it?" And it's like, "Well, that's because that's all the information there is." Yep. Um, Hasn't so, been flushed out yet. <laughs> right. So that would be a five minute episode, but <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, maybe it'll play into a bigger discussion about something else later, but. Yeah, there's not really it's not like there's a wealth of information that I have that somehow you don't like we're all looking at the same sources. So um, but we would love to discuss interesting topics um, if you have any thoughts on that kind of thing. Um, but thank you for being here, everybody. Uh, as always, you can check out all the rest of the shows at robotsradio.net and come join us for some future live streams. Um, we will be back to our regular time next week, Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio. So come join us for that. And a very, very, very special thank you to Noodle Al I just realized though. Oh yeah? Hold on. That's is New that, Year's Eve. Is that New Year's Eve? Crap! <laughs> That's New Year's Eve. The Yo, show is cursed. Like, You're right. Yeah, yeah. That is New Year's uh -huh. Eve. So we might have to do uh, an alternate time next week as yeah, well. We'll have to mulligan um, that one too. <laughs> or or maybe if, Lotus, if you have the day off, maybe we could even do it during the day i mean it's just oh, you and me actually that 
Yeah, that actually could work. I'm not working that day okay. as a refreshing change of pace during the holidays. So actually, that might work. All right. So stay we'll tuned to the Discord yeah, and to, to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put it out there. We might just do an earlier stream during we'll the day before before everyone's busy with the festivities. Maybe something in the middle of the day or so. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, come back for that. And very, very special, special thank you to Noodle Al Dente. You've probably heard Noodle's name at the end of the episodes because... Every week, Noodle has been a tier five subscriber. Noodle upgraded this month to the Akatosh and Lorcon level of Patreon with a $250 <laughs> patron subscription, which is just phenomenal. Noodle, thank you so much for supporting the show. This was kind of a Christmas present, I think. Um, but thank you for being a regular supporter of the show at such a high level and also now upgrading. I'm not sure if your Lorcash, Lorcash, uh, uh, Lorcan or Akatosh. Lorcash, it's like a combination of the two. Love that has lore Lorcash. implications for it. Yeah. <laughs> Akaton. I feel like um, should be the Lore Seekers Cash's name on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Lorcash. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Akatosh or Lorcan. I'm not sure which one you are. Uh, I guess it's a mystery still. But thank you so much for your support. Uh, and especially everybody else who's a patron. Even, you know, people who have been subscribing at the $1 level. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. That's it for this show. We'll see you next week, sometime during the day on Thursday. The sky is a be a surprise. Yes! <laughs> and of course, listening to the Elder Scrolls Warcast. <laughs> the sound effects, whatever. Anything you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Elder Scrolls Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks! Thanks. Once upon a time. 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now.